Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever and whenever you have me listening to us in this great wide world brought together by the internet. Last week, guys, do a podcast. Are back for our championship Sunday editions. As we've already seen, one game be finished, and that is the San Francisco 49ers Philadelphia Eagles contest. It will be the Eagles who will be making another Super Bowl appearance. They defeated the Giant, the Niners rather handily, 31-7. to Interesting part of that game, guys, is that the quarterback situation for San Francisco in that one, where Brock Purdy injured in the middle of the game, and that severely hamstrung what the Niners wanted to do. They couldn't throw the ball at all. They had to run. They didn't have any other quarterbacks on their roster. Really hurt them as they tried to uh, get past Philadelphia. So Philadelphia in, and um, it's just, I guess you just call it a bad break for the Niners with uh, with what happened to Purdy. Yeah, you know. It was, and I'll, I'll go ahead, go ahead, Leon. At the end of the day, though the 49ers had more bad breaks than you could imagine, that's when it's still this season. And despite the fact that, you know, that they lost this game, I give the 49ers a team of the year. Because I don't believe I've ever seen a team lose their starting quarterback, their backup quarterback. And then the third string quarterback did such a good job that when he went down, that right there was what you just said, John, was severely handicapped. I mean, this, you know, but for them to make it this far with that many setbacks, so I've, I've never seen a team suffer that many setbacks in one year and make it to, all the way to the conference champion, all the way to the conference championship. That right there is a, is a, a, a heck of a thing to do. And my hat goes off to the 49 I've seen a little bit of frustration. Um, kind of rears ugly head in the fourth quarter with a little bit of a it, it, things got a little chippy, and you know that's to be expected when emotions are high and you know passions run deep. But my hats off to the, uh, to, to the San Francisco 49ers, um, and an even larger hats off to the Eagles, you know, because the 49ers kind of shut down their aerial attack. They didn't, you know, was, um, Jared Hudson had about 120 yards in the air, and they had to revert to the running attack in which that was very effective, which led to their victory, which speaks volumes to coaching. You know, when one thing's not working, hey, let's go to another thing. And it worked. So, um, the, the game roll was, was, was pretty good. I did, and one, one thing I didn't, I, I, I kind of, you know, I should have I known this going in. But I've seen the name on the sidelines that, you know, no, I'm not surprised, but it was like a silent major acquisition. And that's when the Eagles acquired Indonikin Sue. You know, because I guess the major defense acquisition this year, I was talking about Von Miller to the Bills. But silently, you have Indonikin Sue to the, to, to the Eagles, which to a certain degree made a huge difference. And them getting to the Super Bowl this year. So. I tell you what, I I, I, I I agree with everything you said, Leon. I'm gonna just add on to it. You know, it's it's unfortunate. First off, for the San Francisco 49ers to uh, get to have their their starting quarterback, which actually was Trey Lance at the beginning of the year, tear his Achilles. Jimmy Garoppolo come in, and he, I believe he tore his ACL. I might be wrong about that, but I thought he tore an ACL or something. But he's out for the year. So that's your second-string quarterback. Then you have Brock Purdy, who had who came in and just rattled off seven, eight straight wins to get San Francisco to this point. He goes out with an elbow injury, only to have your fourth-string guy, which I didn't even know he was on the team. He was on his 13th NFL team. <laughs> Josh Johnson. Oh, yes. And then he leaves with a concussion. Four quarterbacks. All four of your quarterbacks went down. That was the story for the San Francisco. That was the underlying story for the San Francisco 49ers. Like you mentioned, Leon, giving team of the year, they're still in the NFC championship game. It's just to show how great that defense was. That defense was outstanding. It caught up with them today. 
the quarterback position is so important that sometimes all of that doesn't matter. Because they could have easily made stops and all of that stuff, but guess what? They had a couple of turnovers that flipped the field, and sometimes you can't rely on a great defense to bail you out of everything. Okay? It just can't happen. And you have to give Philadelphia credit. Listen, guys, wire to wire, you can argue they were the best team in the NFL all season long. Mm-hmm. When Jalen Hurts went down, they went on a, a bit of a slump. They had Gardner Mitchell in there, and, and Mitchell was just barely getting by. But it was something about when Jalen Hurts got that quarterback position. Remember, there was this whole thing about if they didn't even know if he was going to be here, if, if he was worth all the money, this, that, and the fourth. And look at him now. You got to pay the boy now. Because that team, and you can tell, they do not move. They do not go anywhere without Jalen Hurts. And that defense has been spectacular. You talk about the Philadelphia, you talk about the San Francisco 49ers defense. Let's talk about the Eagles defense. They don't miss. No. Mm. They don't miss at all. And they can hit you. They get physical with you. And the winner of this Chiefs Bengals matchup, they're going to have their hands full, especially with the RPO, and and just defensively. But you get credit with credit to do, like Leon said, like you mentioned. You you got to, the the Eagles, you have to think that regardless of who wins the suit, who wins the AFC championship, that they would be at least a four or five point favorites to win the Super Bowl. Oh yeah. Um, one thing I was, you know, like you said about this Eagles defense. Eagles this year wasn't, you know, their defense kind of flew under the radar. But quiet as kept, the Eagles have only given up fourteen points in this time playoffs thus far. Right. Well, these guys are, and and, and let's let's take into consideration with the, with the Stanford Forty Niners that um. You know, they were down to the fourth-string quarterback. Shoot, fifth-string quarterback. <laughs> well, they had to go back to Purdy. Uh, he couldn't throw the ball, so all they could do was run. Yeah. And you know they're going to run, so, hey, let's put ten people in the box, dare them to beat us. Yep. You know, that's – they didn't beat them. So, you know – The only other pass that he had was a screenplay to uh, the McCaffrey, and that got blown up. Right. Yeah. Well, just, just tough luck, man, but they had better <laughs> – at the end of the day, man, the other 49ers have, they, they, they used three quarterbacks this year. Well, four. They still have better quarterback play than my team did. <laughs> you know, to be honest with you, we had our starting quarterback and, um, in the making history in a not so, uh, in, 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 a, in a not so good way. Now, it makes you wonder going forward, what are the 49ers going to do at the quarterback position when you have three Capable quarterbacks. Is this a GM's wet dream in which you go off and you start trading? You, hey, you go on the phone. Hey, we got we, we, we got Brock Purdy here. Let us improve some. You know, let's get your start while we see. Let's get another uh, another offensive lineman. Let's get draft picks. Yeah, that's what I would. That's that's how I would set it up. Go after draft picks with the, with all those. But again, they got to figure out. It's kind of interesting because they have they have a couple very capable quarterbacks. They're going to have to get rid of them, but they're going to have to get rid of the right one. And it's almost going to be a bit of a bit of a crapshoot as to which one is the right one. You want the right one be someone who, who well, if you're the Niners, you want to get rid of the one who's going to get injured. You, you're going to want to get rid of the one whose downside is 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 coming. You don't want to get rid of the one whose upside is so good that he'll become a he'll become a great uh, franchise quarterback. You want to keep the franchise quarterback and get rid of the others. And the problem is, how are you going to know which one's which? I'm, I'll be honest with you guys. I think, to me, in my opinion, I think it's Brock Purdy. I, I think that this guy, it, look at look at what's the odds that were stacked against him. He was the last pick of last year of this past uh, draft. He was listed irrelevant. Nobody never thought that we, we probably would have seen him five years down the road. He's a rookie quarterback, and he wasn't a bad quarterback at Iowa State because he did it with Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Before, this isn't his first go-round dealing with him. He dealt with him before they had one of his great games in college football uh, that year, I believe, it was like three years ago. And he came in here, and the team went that team around him. 
He has a great team around him. He has stud around him. He has an all-star cast on him that it makes your quarterback look great. And I think that Brock Purdy is the guy that everybody's going to rally around. That's the key, too. Who's going to rally around who? They're going to rally around Brock Purdy and say, hey, look, man, you made us this far. Let's see what we can do. Jimmy Garoppolo, Trey Lance, those two guys could be formidable starters somewhere else. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo, we've already, they've already talked about that, that he's going to be a hot commodity in the free agency uh, battle because they're going to be some other teams that are going to need quarterback play. It's just that simple. And the, in the case of Trey Lance, it's just unfortunate because he was the guy. He was the guy, and then he got hurt. But we don't know how he's going to be affected after he comes back. Because you tell the killing, man, that's that's the new ACL injury. Remember, you tell your ACL, you probably wasn't going to come back for another year or two. Now it's the Achilles injury. Yeah. So I believe it's Brock Purdy. If you're the full-ass GM... Who's going to get you the most graphics? I would probably say Trey Lance because he was the third overall pick. Yep. And let's be honest, Jimmy G's got some mileage on him. Because I know we got we have um, vacancies in Houston, we have vacancies in Atlanta, um, vacancies in Vegas, Tennessee. Yep. Carolina. Carolina, yeah. Potentially New Orleans. Carolina. Potentially Potentially Indianapolis. Indianapolis, yeah. Tampa Bay's going to have one. So the entire NFC South is probably looking for quarterbacks now. I mean, we don't know yep. what Tom Brady is going to do. So the entire NFC South is looking for quarterbacks. Man, that's going to be an awful decision. I would even say Green Bay. I think Aaron <laughs> Rodgers is on. I think, I think the... Packers are finally fed up with Aaron Rodgers and his shenanigans. Yeah, because production yeah. is tolerant. Now, yeah. But yeah. the question is, are they, what are you going to do with Jordan Love? Yeah. Are you going to keep him or are they, are you going to die now? You kind of have to after, after what they've invested in him. And there's a lot of stress yeah. he's been put. I mean, he, he, he's heard everything that's been said in the media and everything like that. He, you know, he's Mr. Standby. Mm-hmm. So they're going to run with him, but yeah, I'm pretty sure those teams right now, those GMs licking their chops at the four names of yeah. Philadelphia. So what do you guys want to do? Yeah. <laughs> you guys can't keep can't keep them now. You know? Yeah, they gotta get rid of somebody. Uh, he, he's a third round yeah. draft pick. You know, he's a, uh, <laughs> the number three draft pick. Oh no no no! I'm talking about Brock Purdy. Oh, you're talking about Brock Purdy? Oh, he was the last round. Draft pick. Oh, he's he's last. I mean, no, he's the last draft pick. He was Mr. Irrelevant. <laughs> You know, and we, we, we know, and you gotta look at it. There's a certain guy who's gonna go down to being the greatest of all time, who was Mr. Relevant in the draft, who happened to take over when a certain quarterback got hurt. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, what if it matters right now? You, you have a good, I mean, like I said, if, if Team of the Year was an award, I'm giving it to the 49ers. Because, like I said, the the, the low perseverance. I mean, the co- he, I mean, she needs to get she needs to get coach of the year, right? You know, but well, so, you know, with the coach of the year, the coach of the year idea, yeah, you could give it to him. That 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 is going to be probably one of the most intriguing awards to hand out this year. There are like ten coaches who could get coach of the year this year, man. Um, Brian Dayball of the Giants, yeah. uh, Doug Peterson of the Jaguars, I, those those guys could actually win Coach of the Year. Um, even Andy Reid and, and Zach Taylor, uh, what's one like Kevin O'Connor from the Minnesota Vikings, those guys can get Coach of the Year. Even uh, Robert Saylock could probably be in the uh, conversation for what we did with the Jets. The Jets is folded at the end of the year. But they were right there in the thick of things at, at one point in time. And and, uh, and they're a quarterback away from being contenders. Yeah. To be honest yeah. with you. 
and let's give Kyle Shanahan his respect. I know, you know, in, in Atlanta, we, his, his name is not to be spoken for quite some time. We could call, his name is just him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, him. They blame. Yes, he got he got the blame for the collapse for with his incredibly ultra conservative play calling. Yeah, him. You know, but also another potential question you have: um, though they didn't make the playoffs, like the Jets didn't make the playoffs, but their season was not a disappointment. And I'm going with the Detroit Lions. Yeah, yeah, Campbell. Yeah, 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 that's a good. That's yeah, a good man. Pick. That's a real good pick. That is a really good pick. I would probably, I would probably have to give it to Dayball though. Because not only did they, yeah, I think I would too. Yeah, because not only did they get in the playoffs, but they won a game and they won it on the road, which is what d- distinguishes yeah. him from Peterson in Jacksonville. They went to Minnesota and beat them. Yeah, that was huge. That, that, was, that was a heck of an upset, too. Yeah. So I, I, I would say Dayball will get it. At least that's my opinion. Yeah. And there, there's no villains in, 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 in the Minnesota game, dude. I mean, some people want to cut cutting underneath the bus, you know, for all these kind of like when the lights are brightest, choking up like that. But it's the same, you know, it, it's a lot of talk that I've been hearing about the NFL that I, that I, I, I haven't been, I've been liking. And a lot of the major media apparatuses have been participating in this. And that's a lot of the Dak Prescott hate. I'm not really feeling it. You know, because at the end of the day, Dak Prescott has led the Cowboys to, to be to, to the playoffs four out of the past five years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, as, you know, it is what it is. They get to the playoffs. It's in the workout. Sometimes it isn't. You know what I'm saying? And they, they, they got the playoffs. They did win a game. <clears throat> they count for something. They, only, they, they, they won on the road. Now, granted, there's, no, there's nothing good about losing. But there was a certain, you know, he, he didn't have the worst playoff performance this year thus far. That went to my guy. Right. Yeah. You know, and my guy hasn't really... He hasn't really gotten that much heat for it. For Bond, the largest, the, the, I mean, was that the lead of the year or was that to the Colts? Uh, the Colts, I think, will get the lead of the year. The Colts got the lead of the year. But I would say, losing like that in the playoffs hits a little different. Mm-hmm. It hits different. You know. No, it does. Well, the thing with Dak, yeah, yes, he's gotten to the playoffs for the last five years. But he hasn't advanced? He hasn't, has he gotten to the championship round? Not yet. Nope. But at the same time, they got a chance you're to under, And you're under a ultra-demanding owner who wants, who thinks uh, not getting to the championship round is a failure. Yep. But he's but he's got these big contracts. He's got a huge contract. Zeke's got a huge contract. So he just kind of has to, he's just kind of sitting on it right now. And honestly, it's probably a good a good thing that Marr stunk up the building like he did, because at least he's absorbing a little bit of the heat. Yeah. But, you know, with with that team, chances is they'll be they'll, they'll be the first... Because, so, you know, that's the heck of a division you're playing. Oh, yeah. So, yes. That's the heck of a division. So, they can't really afford to make any kind of real... Like, I was, I was looking at ESPN all the time, I said, what do you do with that Prescott? Uh, y'all better chill out. If you guys play a very demanding, um, you guys play a very, very demanding, um, the division. Yeah, you got to play Philadelphia twice <laughs> and the Giants now twice. And you got, and, and then you got the Commanders who are on the cusp, who were really a win away from the playoffs as well too. Mm-hmm. The, the, um, that 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 division is not playing that for it to be. That's arguably the best division in the league last year. Yeah. And for them to finish second, I mean, they were actually battling out with Philadelphia all the way to the end. Mm-hmm. They had a great season. It's just, you know, they say when you get to playoffs, it, it can, you know, either it can or it either will or it will not happen. Now, great, this year's playoff performance was, well, it, was a, it, was, it was less than, um, it was less than. Right. And last year's was less than. But they got there. You know, and I'm and coming from a uh, uh, coming from a person whose team has not made the playoffs in well, for the first time in five years, and I think to a certain degree, Daniel, you know, I think our teams are like twin sister and brother and all that, twin brothers. <laughs> <laughs> I do too. I agree. 
You know what I mean? Buddy. Wouldn't you just laugh at the fact he's been a playoff for the past five years? Yes. I mean, he's a good opportunity. Listen, hey, let me tell you something, man. I would love to have a, a, a gentleman Super Bowl where we can shake hands. Yeah. Danny, you there? I think we... No, he's still there. Daniel, you got... You're still there? Alright. Well, he, the line's still open. I think it kind of dropped on his end. Daniel was talking about the possibility. Yeah, we he just dropped. Here he is. He's back. Uh, we lost you there. Yeah, Super Bowl. Yeah, I don't know what happened here. Uh, but what I was saying was, I would love to have a Chargers Falcon Super Bowl. So we can sit at somebody's house, whether it be mine or yours, and we have a nice little Super Bowl party, but we shake on this Super Bowl and we say, no, the best thing is. I would love to have it. But we have so many complaints about our team that it's just <laughs> <laughs> it's just blatant complaints. You know, it, it is what it is. But I really think that in Atlanta's house, with the new with the new GM with Fontenot coming in, and you see, you saw that he he brought in his defensive coordinator from New Orleans. You have a new defensive coordinator, Wilson. Uh, he's the defensive line coach for the New Orleans Saints. He's now our defensive coordinator. We brought him in now. So you're starting to see a little bit of that flavor that's coming in uh, here. But we'll see, you know, what happens and what they do in the offseason because Atlanta has a lot of cap space. They have a lot of money that they can spend on getting some top-notch players down here, mainly in the defensive end. We need some playmakers on defense bad. Mm-hmm. And hopefully it, it can steer us in the right direction where we can start competing again. Yeah. And I, I just look at Cowboy fans just being spoiled there. They're just spoiled. You know, you, you know, you, your team is fairly successful. You know, they, they win in double digits. Yeah. I mean, goodness gracious, man. You guys are winning 60% of your games. Um, just about. Be, 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 be happy. Right. You know what I'm saying? Everybody, everybody's not eating like that. I mean, I've seen, I've seen videos on YouTube and other aspects of social media where the guys are just throwing, just breaking their flash screens. <laughs> I'm like, man. I, I, I get it. It's not that serious. Yeah, man, I, I get it. I get it. But it's not that serious, man. You know, how about your team blow a 27-point lead in, in, in the playoffs? Okay? Right. Right. I'm not, th- I'm not, I'm not, bre- I mean, in my mind, I might break something. <laughs> but not, I mean, it's, <laughs> yeah. And you notice how, how it's always the uh, cameras rolling whenever, they, whenever they're breaking something? There you go. How do you know to roll the cameras? Like, hey, I'm going to break the, I'm going to break the TV with a punch right now. You better roll this so we can, uh, so we can get some viral views on this. I mean, come on. Man. So, you know, we got to, you know, come on, guys. I mean. You know, like for, I'll give you another example. <clears throat> Last night, Lakers um, Celtics. Uh-huh. I, I think I may have sent you guys the clip. Yep, you did. You did. LeBron James was clearly fouled. Oh yes. The referee yes, was definitely missed that. Mm-hmm. I felt like I I, I felt like breaking something. I couldn't believe it, but I didn't because it's a regular season. Right. Well, man, I mean, stuff stuff happens, you know. And, and the Lakers are under five hundred right now. We need to go off and we, we need to clear off some W's, which I think we'll eventually um we're, we're going to get together. But saying that to say, I mean, to the to the Cowboys fans, man, y'all just need to just chill out, man. Imagine you're a Packer fan and you go on a, a six eight, you go on a what what's what looks to be a five game winning streak, and you lose at the last part of the season to your rival. Mm-hmm. To the, to the Lions, and the Lions were playing that game like it was a Super Bowl. And they got that W. And they, and they made sure that, right. And, and you know how the Packers, I think, I don't, I don't think the Packers have missed the playoffs in a decade. No, they haven't. Been a while. It's been quite some time. And then while this team has gone to the playoffs for a decade straight and has not won since 2010. It's, I don't hear. So we're gonna do that, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, let's, let's go to Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers gets suspended mid-season for faking vaccine. What are you gonna do, Aaron Rodgers? 
Yeah, I mean, that was that was grounds for dismissal for the league or something like that. Yes. I mean, that, was, that, that was a major. That was very egregious. Lying to the media like that, mm-hmm. was belly like that. Then this man sends his his front office through holy heck, year after year. So we're gonna do that right. No, he, he, yeah. he's a you know he's 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 leading us. He's getting wins. We. Uh, the only way we, we're going to get off of this is if we publicly castigate ourselves for drafting Jordan Love without his approval. You know, production equals tolerance. Yes. Yes, but now, he, and I said, we've, we've done this dance before with him, and he always seems to wind up as a Packer. Uh, can we always, can, is, and can we trust Green Bay's, the word coming out of Green Bay's front office that, yeah, this is the year he, we're finally fed up with him and his... Antics, for lack of a better word, yeah, he's making he's making us pay for a draft love without his consent. Okay, what more can we do now? I think both sides. Right. I think both sides are just ready to pull the plug right now. I think both sides. I just hope he doesn't go to either the Vikings or the Jets because if he goes to either one of them, it's like he's following the far <laughs> playbook. At least go somewhere different. Because hey, you put Black and Purdy. Could you could you put Purdy at Rodgers and Sanders? Mm. No, no. Hard to do that. No, I've never done that. <laughs> but as we said, you know, a lot of teams want a quarterback. A lot of teams will take a shot on him, even if it is a one-year rental. Yeah, because, I mean, it did wonders for, um, you know, there was a certain veteran quarterback with the last name Manning that he was at the tail of his career, and he yeah. did big things. Yeah, he got a Super Bowl out of it. Mm-hmm. Went to Denver. Mm-hmm. So, the, the, the formula has proven to work. Yep. In terms of the rent with a lot left in, you know, Brady, he went to Tampa when New England gave up on him. But I think he wanted out. I think he really wanted out. He wanted to prove he could do it with, that he was the man and it wasn't Belichick. That's what, that's what, that's what all that was. That's what that was about. It was pure ego. I'm the, you know, the reason for the Patriots' success isn't Belichick, it's me. And he, and yeah, he proved it. He proved it pretty overwhelmingly. But now Father Time is, Father Time's undefeated. It's catching up with him. And it's just yep. a matter of what he's going to do uh, next season. Is he going to try to gut out one more year, or is he going to try to um, say, "Okay, that's it, I'm done"? But he, but he cost. But this year cost him just about everything in terms of his social yeah. life. He has nothing outside of football right now, and that is. And, and since he does, that's why I'm. Thinking he's going to lean towards sticking around for another year because he really has nothing else. But it's like he's using football as some type of therapy or something like that. You know, out there risking life for therapy. You know, he doesn't want to go home and have to face him. You know, no, I mean, no woman. He has no wife at home. Yeah, he has nothing. No kids at home. Nothing. He's got. He's just got. He's you know, it's just him and a big flat screen TV where he's watching football. That's all he's got. And yeah, he'll probably he'll probably be escorted up to the broadcast booth for whichever network will want to pay the money. I think somebody's got a line on him. Doesn't Fox have have him under contract if and when he yeah, decides? Yeah, Fox has a deal. Yeah, so if yeah. and when just, like, just like uh, just like Drew Brees, they had a deal for uh, NBC had a deal for Drew Brees. They were waiting on him with open arms, uh-huh. and uh, even though he he failed miserably, but you know it, it was okay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they all, they all work. Some people are just not cut out for that, man. Right. You, you know, it, just because, and, and it kills me, when I hear athletes get on TV and say, you know, you're not, you're not, uh, you're not qualified to talk about this sport because you weren't out there. Right. Are you qualified to talk about it? So you actually can suit up and get on TV and talk about it. There's not too many people who can do that. Right. That is not an easy job to do just because you played the game and you know it inside out. It's not too many people who could do that. You know, it, and so it, it kills me when I hear athletes say that. It's, it's like it's a, it's a double standard. Right. Like, so we can put on the suit. We played the game, so we, we're qualified to put on the suit and talk about the game and have an opinion on this game, especially when it's something that they don't agree on and they don't want to hear. Yeah, I think Mike Sheriff caught a lot of that when he was at ESPN. He was really critiquing guys. Mm-hmm. And he said he lost a lot of, you know, friends that he played with because of his harsh critiques of them. Yep. You know, so, or, you know, I don't know, 
I, I think it's a fine line. You know who really, you know who really pushes that line? If you watch the NBA and TNT with Shaquille O'Neal and Charles Barkley, and especially Shaq. Yes. Shaq uses the fact that he says, I have G13 clearance to talk crazy about you. <laughs> because I'm Shaq and I was better than you. Yes. I'm like, man. <laughs> but the way yeah, he- yeah. And that's true, too. And, you know, you're talking like Charles Barkley is not qualified to talk about championship. Listen, he got there. He got there. He, 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 Michael was in his way. Mm-hmm. Nobody was going to get there. Not even you. You didn't even get there, Shaq. You, see, you know what I'm saying? So it, it's like what you did one year with the comeback here, and then Michael put 23 back on, and he played and he played a full season and ran him out the conference. Yep. And ran him out the conference and ran him out of Orlando. Yep. <laughs> oh. Yeah, you're not if you're Michael, you're getting yeah. You, the only way you're going to get to the finals is if you're in the other conference or on the Bulls. That's the only way you're going to do it because he's not going to let yeah. anyone anyone get in that. That is the only other way. That is the only other way. But this is going to happen. Listen, Charles Barkley had one of the great seasons of all time in '93, but he led things to the uh, to the NBA finals. I mean, it, they don't they don't say that's a brand like these guys up in the MVP. Yeah, I get it. You're on a panel with a two-time NBA champion and a four-time NBA champion. But, I mean, come on. He's qualified to talk about it. If you are a Hall of Famer, and you can talk... I, I love I love their relationship anyway on TNT mm-hmm. because of what they... because uh, of how they clown each other. I, I love it. it it's funny on their, their back and forth. They, they, are, they are extremely hilarious. On TV together, and I think it's magic to bring them together. But yeah, it's, it's just just that overall scope, man. Just when you hear a lot of athletes just say something, you know, like that. You know, it, it, a, a journalist won't come out and say, "Well, you're not qualified to put on the suit and talk about this stuff." Yes, you're not eloquent enough. What if a journalist came out and said that? That hey, you're not articulate enough. What, what, what was your grade? What, what, what was your grade in journalism class? You know, a lot of a lot of athletes. You know, for example, um, in order to tell Shaq that you know you can't do this, be, you can't critique up here because you could make a foul shot to save your life. Oh man, <laughs> there's a clip floating around social media. It was Deion Sanders when he played for the Braves through ice on a reporter that. Oh, I guess that Dion and his mother felt that the reporter went overkill on him. Uh-huh. So Dion caught him, caught him and said a lot. Dion, you know who that reporter was. I'm sorry? That was a, that, that, that reporter was Tim McCarver. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That was Tim McCarver. Tim McCarver called uh, a lot of work. He called some work series games for Fox. Yeah, he did. Um, him, and Joe Buck, him and Joe Buck were together for a while. And he was... Uh, he was uh, Bob Dixon's catcher yep. for a long time. <laughs> mm-hmm. One of the best pitchers in the 60s, 70s, or any era. Yeah. Bob Gibson. Absolutely. Well, yeah, the Deion Sanders threw, threw ice on him. I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> he must have ticked him off badly. So, but either or, you know, uh, at the end of the day, you have to respect people's you know, people's line of profession. Yes. You know, these people have earned, everybody's earned the right to get to the job. You know, you had to kick a lot of butt in order to get there. And, you know, it's, it's, it's nothing personal. It's just, you know, everybody's just doing business, you know. If I if I say something right. crazy, if, I mean, I could, if I say something crazy about Justin Herbert, it's nothing personal. I want Justin Herbert to win. Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a fan. I'm a little disappointed, but also, I'm, I'm, I'm an analyst. I'm an analyze what, what, what's been going on. If I criticize the Chargers' um, front office for not f- for firing the wrong guy, why did you fire the defensive coordinator? Dude? Shoot, I mean, I understand why you did. Yes. To a certain degree. No, no, no. You fired the offensive coordinator. Why did you fire the offensive coordinator? They, they put up thirty points. Granted, you had to close that game, mm-hmm. but it was really the like, the offense only had four possessions in the second half. Fired the defense coordinator. Who gave who, who gave up all those points? I'm just thinking. 
So, and I'm not saying that I, now me, me calling, calling for the guy to lose his job and everything like that. It's nothing personal against the gentleman. I want you to pay your mortgage. But I want you to produce. Yeah. You got to produce. And I felt that I didn't see the right amount of production from his end. So, and, and, that's, and that's nothing personal. Now, have I ever been a defensive coordinator for, for, for a team? No. Have I ever been a general manager for a team? No. Right. But from my position, I'm able to sit back and compare jobs. I'm, I'm, I'm able to compare what I've seen in Dallas. I'm able to compare what I've seen in Tampa Bay. I'm able to compare. Like, I don't think Brian Leffler should have been fired. No, no, no. Why the fire you? <laughs> somebody, right, somebody had to take the blame. It, the politics. Yep. You know, so I think that Lamar Jackson should get paid. I think Aaron Rodgers needs to um, go out and make up his mind on what he's going to do. I never play quarterback. I think someone, yeah, and to get into that, I think someone's going to pay Lamar Jackson. Might not be the Ravens. I think uh, Rodgers will go somewhere. I think Rodgers will finally go somewhere else. I think his act is finally worn thin in Green Bay. Um, and again, as you say, Leon, it's all about the W's and L's. Rodgers can do whatever he wants as long as he gets the Packers in the playoffs. Now that the Packers are not in the playoffs, this gives the leverage to the front office to say, okay, we need to make a change. You think, it was under, you think when the Packers missed the playoffs, it was an underhand I, to the front office? Yeah. You think they were hand slapping one another? Like, oh, yeah, we got the excuse. Yeah, we got the excuse. We can, find, we can finally get Aaron Rodgers traded. I, I fervently believe that. I really do. I do too. I don't think. I think that enough is enough with Mr. Rogers, and it's time for his neighborhood to go. Some. I think he needs to move to another neighborhood. To be honest with you. I, I, I think he needs to move to a neighborhood in another conference. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's got to happen at some point because right now, you know, according to reports, it's just not on the same wavelength, they're not on the same page. I don't know if it's money, I don't know if it's just um, where they think they're going in the future, which is a really short window because Aaron Rodgers is, what, 39 now? Yep. About to hit 40 in a minute. So, I mean, it's a very, very short window. And he still has about four or five years of arm strength left in him. Because we see that the accuracy has not went down on Aaron Rodgers. He can still throw it and still swing it just about... Just about as good as anybody in the National Football League. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I can see that, and, and I just think that it's time. It's just sometimes you just wear out your welcome, and I think he's worn it out. Yeah, I, I could just see the press conference. Hey, I'm um, Aaron. Um, do you think you could be traded? I've been immunized. <laughs> then you go off and upon upon further uh, research. No, you have not. No, you have not. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a really interesting offseason once it all commences after the Super Bowl in th- two weeks at Phoenix. Again, San Francisco out, Philadelphia in, Cincinnati and Green Bay, uh, Kansas City, Cincinnati and Kansas City. Chiefs have a 3 nothing lead as they try to uh, fifth straight year that the AFC Championship has been held at Kansas City. And, again, the Chiefs lost last year. Uh they haven't gotten. They haven't made it to the Super Bowl that often. Uh, no, I think it's fifth straight year Kansas City has been in the AFC Championship. Something like it's. Yeah. It's something like that. I, so it's something insane. It is. Yeah. That is true. Yeah, and and it's hard to believe that Mahomes has never been to a Super Bowl. Um, yep. So maybe this is the year that he does it. Three nothing. Still a lot of time left to play in this particular contest up in uh, up in KC. So we'll be monitoring this one here on the last three guys do a podcast. So so far, defensive oriented ball game between these two. As I'm John Morgan with Daniel is calling in, and I'm here with Leon in our studio. Um, defensive oriented. That's kind of a surprise, especially with what Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes has done this season. That so far the defense is have gone. But what do you think about Cincinnati, how Joe Burrow has, they're talking Arrowhead, calling it Burrowhead. Is that the is that the bulletin board material you really want to post heading into this contest? Because I don't think so. I like it. Well, it, yeah, it was their cornerback who did it, Hilton. Hilton was the one who coined the term Burrowhead. Um, it's simply because of the fact that they went into Cincinnati and beat him last year. But I think if you're willing to do that, like you said, John, I, I think you got to go in there and get him again. Yes. You know? And is, is this guy capable of doing it? You're damn right he is. But look, Joe Burrow's here. Mm-hmm. He is here and he is here to stay. 
and we've been doing it for a while. I mean, if there's a place besides Kansas City and, and any other places that don't need a quarterback, it's Cincinnati. Yes, Cincinnati does is here, and he's going to be here for a minute. They definitely don't need one. Yeah, there are, only, there are only maybe 10 franchises in the National Football League we could honestly say do not need a quarterback. There are yeah. definitely not many of them as we see what the, as we see Kansas City what they try a hook and ladder is that what they tried to do? Yeah, they tried a hook and ladder. Listen again, this is the Kansas City Chiefs. This is Andy they play and one football. Yeah, <laughs> they play they play free fall football. They just let it all hang. You think they're going to turn over? Yeah, they're lucky. They're lucky that it didn't. You going to do stuff like that in the playoffs? In the championship game, mind you. I mean, this is Andy Reid, who's just finished doodling uh, faces that while they were sleeping, just said, you know what, I'm just going to throw a hook and ladder in here. And one of the most important games of the season. If not the most important game of the season. Well, if it works, you know, you would have given them the lift they needed. would have been a great uh, change in the momentum. They already got the ball close to the red zone. So, you know, why not do a little razzle-dazzle I've in this been, area? I've been, you know, that, 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 that's up to with the play when back in 2014 when it was the Denver Broncos versus the New England Patriots and Tom Brady played on third down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Against <laughs> Tim Tebow. Oh, yes. What, did he just underhand the ball? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he underhanded it. What are you doing? <laughs> Are they not taking this? Okay, they're not taking this the same thing. Seriously. No, no, no. That's what they do. That's their game. Leon, that's their game. That's what the Chiefs do. That's what they do. They're keeping. They're keeping the. They're trying to keep the opponents off balance. And y'all about to see another. I think y'all. I think my team is ahead of yours. And they really got away with another one. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Oh, okay, <laughs> the Harlem Globetrotters meets the NFL. Exactly. And and, and Wilson, who just who, who made the the bowhead statement, almost got the interception. And now and they it, 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 they see. Yeah, they got the touchdown. They got the touchdown anyway. They, these guys, these guys might win, man. Anytime they're doing stuff like that. Oh, they yeah, got to most people will call it disrespectful, guys. Most people will call it disrespectful. I don't. It's just that that's how they play, and they're actually coming back. That that's not yeah. a that's not, not a touchdown. No, it's a holding penalty. Yeah, but I like I like the term bullhead because though is it a little ego inflating to Joe Burrow? Yes, but you need his you need his confidence. To be on yeah. ten, especially for the job that they did, they did last year, they weren't supposed to be where they're at last year. But because of and, and they had a very shaky first part of the season this year, they looked like they, it, it could have been a fluke. But then they woke up and like, hey, we're actually supposed to be this good. Mm-hmm. We are actually this good. And look where they are right now, back to back conference finals. What more can he ask? And, and he's such a young guy that did what he did. And, and, and just like with Patrick Mahomes. You want, he, he's a young guy who takes his success very young and has not grown dissatisfied with success. Now the Chiefs are... The, the Super Bowl has literally gone through Kansas City five straight years. And they have yet to win, but maybe the, maybe this will be the year. No, I, th- I think they got one. They got one. Oh, okay. Yeah, they got, um, they got one. Of, did they win it? Yeah, they beat the Four Niners. Oh, that's right. That's right. They we were all for that one. That's right. I, I, I was rooting for the Chiefs, by the way. I, okay. I, you know, my, my, my hatred runs too deep. <laughs> but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. I remember that now. Yeah, you're right. You know, I feeling, but, yeah. Yeah, I, I call. I, I got a lot of family in Kansas City. I call my I call my uncles and congratulate them on the win, though, but I, I couldn't root for the Chiefs. That's like rooting for the Raiders or somebody. I, I just can't do it. <laughs> You know. And the Broncos. Yeah, I couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. <laughs> yeah, but they, you know, the confidence that these guys have, you know, it, you, you have to have it. You, it's very necessary in order in order to succeed. And once you start chipping away at that, that's when it all goes down from there. Mm-hmm. But I think as long as um Joe, I think that over the next ten years, I shoot Joe Barkley at the next Aaron Rodgers. Be a staple in the playoffs. 
And, and that goes back to with, with the Cowboys. You know what I'm saying? The Cowboys, they, yeah, the Cowboys fans are, are upset about losing in the second round of the playoffs. Imagine when you don't make the playoffs five years in a row, three years in a row. All right. Yeah. Or wherever the Lions are at. Right. Get a taste of that. So, see how you like that top ramen. <laughs> exactly. Well, uh, Daniel Bolton and I went to the spent yesterday at the uh, Pace McDonough game. It was a boys and girls doubleheader. Uh, girls won emphatically, but that boys game was a one and two battle between the top two teams in classification 4A. This is the second time they've met. They could possibly meet 2-4. McDonough had an 11-point win early in the regular season. Pace Academy answered this one with a seven, with a nine-point victory. Now, I, we were there, but uh, I had to leave right about as the game started. There was an emergency at my uh, reported emergency at my condo. Luckily, it was a false alarm. Everything was fine, but I still had to go. And Daniel had to work that game by himself. Did an excellent job, and I want to congratulate him on that. But Daniel, I want to give you this floor to tell us what you think of that game and more importantly what does this mean for Pace Academy as we head into the basketball the high school basketball postseason the playoffs the region playoffs is going to start after two uh, next week uh, this team has kind of been uh, not this team yes it's got the it's got the names but boy they're missing Josh Reed they're missing Bryson Tiller just wondering if they have the talent that they need to make it all the way to Macon uh, in early March. Here's the thing. I think that they're better. And and that's saying a lot. Yeah, you miss Tiller and you're missing Reed. Reed's with Cincinnati now, and I think Tiller's down in IMG. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a lot to to deal with. But, man, the talent that they have in their team, uh, we still have KJ Green coming out. Eric Chatfield is starting to come along. Eric Chatfield had a pretty decent game. He started to shoot the ball well. Uh, the but they have guys all around John that can shoot. And we all know that in high school and college play, if you cannot shoot the three ball, you're not going to win very many games. And that's what actually that's what actually just destroyed McDonald last night. The second quarter is what really got them. They got outscored 17 to 3. Mm-hmm. And McDonald's the number one team in the state. They may stay that way. I think they will. But we don't know yet. They, they, I think they're going to stay that way because of their record. I mean, they, they, it's only their third loss all season long, and I don't think they, I don't think I've seen, and I don't think anybody who's seen McDonough all season long who's listening to this podcast can can disagree with me. And I say that that was probably the worst second quarter that that team. Just the, they didn't have a bad game; they had a bad quarter. It resulted in a bad game, mm-hmm. but it really wasn't a bad game because they outscored Pace twenty-one to ten in the fourth quarter. So they got back in the game and they tripped away. They, they had a, Pace had a 21 point lead and it was cut down to six in the fourth. Mm-hmm. So it, it was just a matter of that second quarter came back to Hunter. Now, going back to this, listen, they got the coach. You know how, you know how, yeah. how much I admire Sean Wright and, and what he does and, and just the, the, the level that he is on. He, he has a championship mindset. And you can tell in that game that was a championship kind of like game because we did get a bit. It, it got physical, but not to a point where we had to stop and people were fighting and all of that stuff. Now these two teams respect each other because they know that these are the two teams that will probably see each other twice. We know they're going to see each other a third time. At least they're going to meet for the for the region championship. Hopefully, we get that game. I hope so too. It is in Luella, yeah. and we've had a. Dealing our dealings with Henry County with the Henry County administration have been well. Let's put it this way: uh, when we get there, it's smooth, but the choice, but the road to get there is a little rocky. So, oh, yeah. so that's 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 kind of how how it works. Um, it just depends right. on the streaming. But the thing of it is, this is a region championship. The region it's sort of out of their hands a little bit. And of course, you know, mm-hmm. champion. The once we get into the state playoffs, you know, that's that's a horse of a different color. That's NFHS all the way, and we've got a good relationship with NFHS, and we'll probably do a couple of good playoff games. I think, we, you know, if we heck, I don't. I mean, I 
don't want I don't want to fantasize or anything, but you know there is an opportunity there with NFHS that if something happens and we get a, and there's a really good third round game between uh, two highly ranked teams and just the way the draw uh, sorts itself out, you know we could probably go to NFHS and say, hey, let us do this game, and I think they would probably let us do it. Um, I think so too. I mean, think about what the the, the the opportunities that we had, yeah. Um, you know, with football this year, John. I tell you what, it, it was it was great. I never. I mean, if you told me, if you told me that we would have gotten to go to McConnell Talbert Stadium at Warner Robins, we would have gotten that draw. And it's like, no, we're not. No, it's, it's like, that myself. was the that was the one that was given. That was the one that was given to us. You know, we didn't go out for it. We didn't. We said, okay, can you guys do this? And that was cool. Um, yeah. I talked to I talked to Coach Wabrick, and he did give me the um, format for the region championship. You were half right. Okay. You were half right. Okay. Uh, the number one seed gets the double bye right into the semis. Um, se- okay. Seven and eight have a play-in game. Uh, and, ah. and the way I'm looking at it, I guess the winner of that one will play two. So that's why I was asking, you know, who do you think will get that one seat based on last night? I think since McDonough beat Pace by 11 and Pace could only win by nine, I think McDonough's going to get the nod simply because of point differential. So that means Pace will get the winner of the playing game between, as of right now, Mount Zion and Stockbridge. Uh, there's a chance. If you look at the standings, if you look at the, I'm going to catch you, John, but if you look at the standings now, they have Pace Academy over McDonough. Yeah, I know, yeah, I know that. I, I see, I'm, and I'm looking at the same page you are on, on Max Preps. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, but like I said, we don't know what that, we don't know the, the formal tie-breaking procedures. I mean, is it, is, it, is it overall record, which overall winning percentage, in which case McDonough, because they've got an 85.7. They've only lost three games. Pace has, won, has lost six. Uh, will they do point differential in that case? That's also McDonough. Will they do total points? McDonough. Uh, the only place where, where Pace is winning is points against. So I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and say McDonough will get that one seed, and Pace will play the winner of the Mount Zion-Stockbridge game unless... Hampton somehow falls into it. We both know that they're going to win that game easily. Um, so, that, so then you got Hampton against Lovett, and then Lilla against Woodland, and those other contests right. will be four boats in the state in the state finals, in the state championships. Right. So McDonough will get that automatic bird, and that's kind of what it looks like for the for boys basketball on Region Five. So very doable. I like. I mean, just like the way it works. And while we're on here. Uh, let's see if I can bring up the girls' side of things, just to give, just to, just to, you know, I don't want to ignore them because if girls basketball gets, no, no, if girls basketball gets a good game, if we can get a good game with that, heck, we might, you know, Pace could go on the road for the first round. You know, I'd love to try and, I'd love trying to, okay, standings is what I'm looking for. Love to try and do that if, uh, you know, Chad Wabrek and uh, Matt Mahoney of Mahoney Media, if they're listening. Okay, so you've got Mount. So right now it's McDonough and Hampton tied at two and eight for that six seven berth. So whoever drops out of that, I mean, it doesn't matter. They're playing Mount Zion. Uh, Mount Zion has not won a game. They are zero and nineteen. Um, so they are. It's just you know they're gonna they're just gonna do it. And hopefully, I mean, yeah. I mean, if McDonough wins, you know, you were talking yesterday about about Letitia. About uh, Letitia Hartman, the Georgia State star, star of Tri Cities, who's now coaching the McDonough Lady Warhawks uh, with that two and eight record. So you look, Luella is a shoe in. They're going to get that one seed. Uh, Pace right now is at a three seed. They are a game up on Woodland and two games up on Lovett and a game behind Stockbridge. So there's still some, there's still some motion left in there for Pace. They could finish anywhere from two to five. In this, uh, if they stay where they are, that means they would probably face. Well, they would face the winner of that McDonough Hampton, of that McDonough Hampton battle. The loser will drop into the Mount Zion and then would face Stockbridge. So, so a lot of things to go on the girls' side. Of course, Pace Academy is playing eight. Um, they're doing very well on the girls' side against the lesser lights in the region. 
whether or not they have enough to win on the road against a one or a two seed, I, I don't know. I don't know. Wrigley, Ryan Wrigley, he's going to have to solve her offensive role. She did hit two threes yesterday. Uh, she's going more to an inside game as opposed to three-pointer. Katie Kate Grice is one of the best defenders I've seen. Um, she she took over Gabby Hudson. She took, learned well from Gabby Hudson in terms of generating steals, getting those turnovers. Great, great nose to the basketball player. One of those players, her contributions will not be seen in the stat sheet. Uh, but how she goes, they go. Um, they, there were so, so many layups that they missed yesterday. And I don't know how you fix that other than just keep doing it. I, I don't know how you got I mean, because they had the good shots. Those layups just couldn't go in. They blew McDonough out of the water last night, but it could have been a lot worse if those uh, layups and runners w went in for them. I agree with that. Um, it, it, I, think it, I think it's a bit surprising mm -hmm. the, the way that Chase has played. It was 7-3 in the region. Is really good. I, I mean, you lose Gabby Hudson, who who was just outstanding last year. Yeah, they're seven and three and, in the region, and nine and nine overall. So they're two and six outside yeah. of the region. So they play a tough region, non-region schedule, and that's really hurt them. Yeah. But once they get in the region, and that's what hurt them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it just, it's just, and at that point, it really just didn't matter because what you do in the region is what matters. Right. You know, and. And and that's the thing. And they're one up on Whitman, uh, uh, two up on Levitt. So and they're right there at that three seed. So if, if it was the like you said, it's either between McDonough and Hampton looking like this McDonough again. Mm -hmm. That's probably the matchup they would want because whether they looked and whether they came out against McDonough this past uh, yesterday was amazing. Yeah, it was amazing to me. And that's what they needed to do. One of these two teams. Uh, it's yeah. a, it, and of course, Hampton and Mount Zion, the winner of that, would play either Stockbridge. And, and look back to the Stockbridge matchup, bro. Uh -huh. That was a pretty close game. Yeah, it was. And Stockbridge is a, is a top three team. Stockbridge is a top three team. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This matchup Friday against Lovett, that is going to decide things. It's a huge matchup. They have to beat Lovett. They wind up with Ruello, who right now is 11 and 0. So, looking like they, and of course there are two games, there are a couple more road games in there. So, it still could move move around a little bit. There's still plenty of room, plenty of wiggle room for pace in this one. I mean, the boys are pretty safe. They're going to get the two seed depending on the tiebreaker. It's just that all the tiebreaker scenarios I can think of that they would use fall McDonough's way. That's, that's the yeah. only thing about that. So I think Pace is pretty comfortable in that two game, that two seed. Girls, they could go either way. Well, we, we've got a couple more minutes here in the last three guys do a podcast. I want to bring Leon back in because once we go to high school basketball, you know, we want to get Leon in on that. We just have not been able uh, to do so. Hey, and I'm really sorry all, about that. It's all good because it's only 24 hours in a day for me and five days in a week. And, you know, hey, I'm not now. Now, when you guys decide, now say, absolutely, I'm, I'm still, I'm, I'm very much open, but at the same time, I'm also open to getting sleep. Okay, <laughs> yeah. so say 24 hours in a day. Totally understand. Yeah, uh, not bad, but yeah. I, I, I like to, um, I, I like to get in with that. You know, I'm, I'm you know, because that, that, that Nike Elite. Let me tell you, that, that the Nike class that you was talking about. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about. I was getting, little, I was studying everything like that. I was sitting there waiting. I was okay. This and is like I said. We're sorry about that. We thought yeah, we, we thought we had it. We thought we had it, but then uh, it was uh, kind of. I won't say taken away because that's not really the right word. I think it was contractually obligated, and the people who had the contract just didn't get around to fulfilling it until the week beforehand. I think he had a thousand things to do, a thousand tournaments to, to handle, but once he got to it, I think he's just because once they put Nike on the logo for it, that's him. I think he's just got the contract for all the Nike events. Pace is a Nike school. McEachern's a Nike school. Norcross is a Nike school in terms of outfitting. Right. Um, so that I, I think right. it's nothing personal. I just think that's that's the way it kind of wound it kind of wound up. Um, and also, yeah, if they're contractually obligated, then yeah, there, there's nothing we can do. Exactly. About that, exactly. You know? So I'm I'm okay with that. Uh, Daniel and I will be Friday night against Lovett. We. 
briefly tease that game. It'll be in the NFHS Network, girls at 6 o'clock, boys at 7.30, and then we'll wrap up the regular season a week from Tuesday against Luella. Same set, same situation, same setup, and then after that, it's the region tournament. Uh, check your local listings uh, for the NFHS Network. Hopefully, we'll be able to get to do those games. Not sure, and hopefully, again, we'll at least do Pace Academy in the playoffs, whether or not they are at the same place like they were last year, whether or not girls go one way, guys go another, we don't know. It's just a lot to uh, unpack, a lot to untangle, and it's going to make for an interesting February and March. Daniel and I have already been uh, assigned to call the 3A, 4A semifinal matchups at my favorite place in the universe, Fort Valley State University in Fort Valley, Georgia. I only say that because every time we, I get these assignments, that's where I wind up. Um, they they, they kind of moderate. It's a little bit better than what was from Daniel's last last uh, visit. However, we're still set up in the president's box, which is a little annoying. I'd rather be downstairs on floor level, but, you know, you can't have everything. So we'll be, of course, going through the high school playoffs for 4A and 3A. I just saw 3A state number one ranked Sandy Creek yesterday. They lost a close game to Gray Collegiate of Columbia, South Carolina. So we'll see Sandy Creek try to defend, try to uh, make it to March. It should be a lot of fun. So next week, well, I'm not sure we're going to be doing it next week uh, because it's the Pro Bowl. But maybe in two weeks we'll be watching the Super Bowl as we digest and uh, discuss and dissect the Super Bowl action between the Eagles and whoever survives this game between Kansas City and Cincinnati. It looks like a field goal is just put up by the by the Chiefs, by the Chiefs making it six to three. So we'll see if Kansas City makes it, and we'll see if Cincinnati gets in. So we'll see you on. On that time, I want to thank you for listening to this podcast. Again, you can get this podcast wherever you get your favorite podcasts. SoundCloud, Odyssey, Spotify, wherever you get your favorite podcast. Appreciate all your support. Without you, this wouldn't be possible. So please keep keep uh, checking us out. Keep mashing that like button, and you'll get more content coming your way. For Daniel and Leon, I'm John Morgo. Have a good night. We'll see you next week or two weeks. This is the last we guys do a podcast. <laughs>